down, James? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. It's another week. It's another week. Done Can you believe and it? Dusted. And the full moon is up. And it's full draining moon is everyone. Up and my eyes are squared. Me too. Square eyes. This entire right. week has been absolutely exhausting for whatever reason. I'm guessing it's the moon and its energy or whatever. I definitely agree with you. It has been one of those weeks where I've just kept to myself, flown under the radar, and I feel like I've blinked once and it's Friday. I agree. It's just, I feel like I was telling James before that I feel like we do this podcast every day. At the moment, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like we blink and then it's another week has gone past. And I'm like, shit, James, like, we have to promote it, what we're talking about. Like, what are we doing? Like, Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's been hectic this week. It's been absolutely bonkers. I've had emails galore, stuff galore, and I can't even remember what I did. That's what type of week it's been. You know when you can't even remember what you did, but you just remember that it's been a lot? Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same in my role as well. It's the same thing. Yeah. You do your job, you do it to the best of your abilities, and then you crash hard when you get home. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely what I'm feeling. You know what's interesting? (laughs) Yeah. It's just showing up is exhausting. Isn't that interesting? I know. Sometimes it's very interesting like that. I do definitely feel like I do need a weekend of just relaxation this weekend. Yeah. I just kind of want to do some yoga, go for some walks, sit down for a couple of hours somewhere, just ponder. (laughs) Yeah, just look at the sky. Just that basic yeah, really. Um, my granddad's not too well at the moment. He's undergoing his operation tomorrow. Aww. Um, hopefully he's comes out of it all good. Yeah. And um, in better shape. Um, so, yeah, thoughts are with my nana and my family at the moment who are very stressed about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wishing him well wishes. And anyone else who's listening, who's going through any health difficulties and that, we're sending you good vibes and good thoughts as well. I agree. My dad sees a specialist next week on Wednesday. Okay, how's so he this doing? Is, yeah, we will know on Wednesday what needs yeah. to be done. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, normally it takes months to see a specialist, but now it's been fast-tracked to a month, so whatever will be, will be. Yeah. You have to remain positive and just yeah. trust in the process, you know? Definitely. And, like, this entire week I've just come home and slept, and he goes, I don't, we don't talk anymore. I'm like, yeah, this week I just can't. I'm just so what drained. Is it? I'm the same. This week's been, like, it's literally been one of those weeks, hasn't it? I had so many messages on my phone yesterday, and I was out cold when I got home. I must have started early, too. It's just like, I haven't been replying to people, I haven't been on Instagram, I haven't been doing a lot of anything. I've just literally been going to work, coming home from work, unwinding, going to bed, like having some dinner, going to bed waking up and then I feel like I go to work 
start working before I know it. It's already four o'clock. Yeah, I'm the same. Knock off time, and I'm just like, what happened? It literally flies. It literally flies. I look at the clock, and then all of a sudden it's my break, and then it's lunch, and then it's my break, and then I go yeah. home. I'm like, I don't know where time is going. What do you think it is? Do you reckon that's the full moon this week in Capricorn? So I guess just Hectic. hard working. Yeah. I guess just focused on work and just time flying because you're so focused on it. I definitely think it is because it's a yeah. weird feeling. Don't you feel like the energy in a way? Yeah, I just feel like this week all I've done is just sat down and got the work done. Yeah, literally. And it's just flown by. Instead of stressing or anything, it's just get it done. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think this week it's been a bit hard, the work? Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, I think that's why I'm exhausted. I just kind of come home. I'm just like, it's not the normal task. It's like ones that are a little bit more trickier, you know. Yeah. Ones that are a little bit more, require a little bit more mental power. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's kind of just like too hard, but you know, yeah. It's kind of just like you're exhausted, and you. It's kind of just putting like another layer of exhausted, and then another layer, and then another layer. Yeah, and then I remember like you were like, "We gotta provide the podcast, gotta provide the podcast." And I was just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you remember we just added it?" Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we do. It's just so tiring. And I realized it was Thursday. I'm like, oh, my God, we haven't done a thing for this podcast. I'm like, today's the day. And then, but let's get into it. I can, we understand, obviously, we're tired and exhausted. Maybe you're having a very energized week. Maybe it's affecting people in different ways. Um, Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so either. So TV, obviously, TV is one of those things you kind of do go to when you're in that mood aren't you yeah you like, certainly you know, do unwind and thing what's been some of the greatest tv that you've watched and experienced in your life and in my life of, like why like, oh my god and how did you know how did it affect you and like your story behind it if i had to choose like god i can't choose one tv show but i have like a couple everyone yeah. knows my fascination with bloody bridgerton was <laughs> That was at the start of the year, and I feel like six months has gone by, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> but I yeah. guess if I were to sit down, I'd love it again, because, you know, time just passes quite quickly, but, you know, the love is still there. But I would say, like, um, Friends, and I think the um, reunion kind of, like, solidified that, where it's always that thing when you're exhausted and you just need a laugh at the end of the day, I always put an episode of Friends. Another one I used to put on all the time was Faulty Towers. Yeah. Because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but that was the whole point of Faulty Towers. And people that don't wow. know Faulty yeah. Towers is... Just it's a, to, like, jump in on where you're going with this. Yeah. One of mine was The Office. Oh, yeah. Just for a laugh. Like, it's a good little, you know, 20-minute show, 20-something minutes. And yeah, it just gave me a little, little laugh at the end of the day, kind of yeah. place. It's kind of like um with faulty towers. It's kind of it was done in the seventies, and it's about an outrageous guy and his wife that owns a hotel, and 
they're just inappropriate sometimes and the humour is just typical British humour and it used to just make me laugh. I haven't watched that in such a long time, but yeah. Friends I can chuck on. What else? There's so many. Like The IT crowd. The IT crowd. I haven't watched that in years, but I loved it back in the day. Yeah, me too. I just kind of just loved... I know, it's kind of almost an anti-humor show, isn't it? Yeah, it's just <laughs> the opposite, but that's what makes it funny. Yeah. It's like, and like she's in IT and she's got no idea about IT. Yeah, she's just, got, she's just there for the fun and games. Yeah. Like, even, like, I was obsessed with Outlander 2 just for the scenery, oh, yeah. and then I didn't know the storyline, and then I got really into the storyline, and that's still going on. What's um, that about? That is about, let me get the, I was actually looking at it. I'm actually going through my, like, Netflix list of, like, watched things. And basically, oh, there it goes. It's about a time traveler that goes back in time about 200 years and she's stuck in the highlands of Scotland. And she, yeah, yeah, she falls in love and basically it was like, then she has to adapt because she's from the 60s and then the 70s. And um, she's just to like adapt to that time where it wasn't safe for women and you needed a man around. And, you know, there's a lot of bad things that happen, but also a lot of good. And now fast track to like season season five, I think is that where their daughter. So basically she fell pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, might as well just I won't reveal too much, but she falls pregnant and then goes somewhere else and then comes back. And yeah, it's just a. It's just kind of like a fantasy that never ends. <laughs> yeah. Another one um, that really hit yeah. like close to home for me, and I can sit there and watch it for years and not complain, is The O.C. I can watch that up until the part, I think the end of season three, I won't say if people haven't watched it. And then season four, I really don't give a damn. But I can watch that on a loop. And I think it's something that, it was just something that I grew up with, and I like the drama. And I like looking at people that have more money than me. I think that's why I had a fascination with keeping up with the Kardashians. And I'm just like, I'm over this now. (laughs) It was the fact that it's something out of the ordinary that they have. And they're just showing me. And then you to keep the drama away. I know something very interesting. Yeah. One of my colleagues pointed out to me was that, why do you think Friends was successful? Why? I think because it just highlighted like certain, everyone said that, you know, with people, they're just like, oh, I'm a Phoebe, oh, I'm a Joey, oh, I'm a Chandler. But for me, it always felt like I related to all of those characters at some point in my life. And also like, I've also had friends that their bad traits as well as their good were highlighted in a lot of people that I knew, like throughout time, throughout friends, like the whole thing is, if you watch the reunion, the the producers were like, there won't be a return of friends because the whole point is to capture that moment in your life when you had friends around and then they got married or whatever. And then it just to capture a snapshot in time, how the easy yeah. comings and goings and how people just stood by each other. That's what I think. What do you think? Well, my theory isn't a theory. Well, my colleague has a theory. Okay. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Tell us more. So um, if you look at the main cast of Friends and who they cast, would you be able to read their names for everyone listening? Bring that up. Have a little Google search. 
um, or even just your top of your head. What are their real names in real life? So we've got Joey is Matt LeBlanc. I cannot. Yeah. Um, my mind is just so tired. Jen Aniston as <laughs> as um, what's her name? Yeah, Rachel. Rachel Green. Ross as David Schwimmer. Um, yeah. So Chandler. to cut a long story short, yeah. actually, I know you're very tired. Yeah. Um, so each of their names are alphabetical. Lisa Kudrow, that's the one. Oh. Uh, alphabetical. Oh my god, yeah, I've never noticed. And if you read it from start to finish, it goes girls and then guys. So it's a mind trick. And one of the things that I, uh, my colleague said is she's like, I'm very much into patterns. Hmm. And I pretty much believe that when people are in a pattern that is, you know, accepted or whatnot, it means that a show is going to be acceptable because it flows. Ah. And I was just like, oh, like, you know what to expect? Can I put this theory to test? So if you go to the OC, another series you just talked about, hmm. there is an opposition going on between the initials of each characters in terms of Marissa, um, Ryan, yeah, their real names in real life. And um, the other two, the two males and two females, um, Marissa and Ryan and... Summer uh, and Seth. Brody and... Oh, sorry, Seth and... um, Summer, Summer. What was her name? Summer. Oh, my God. Yeah. As in... um, Yeah. Rachel Bilson, yeah. Yeah. So, um... I thought that was pretty cool as well. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. You, know, you need, so, you need someone to point like, it out. Oh. I never mm. thought about that. You know, because everyone goes on about how Friends was so successful in its time as, like, you know, a show and whatnot. But, um, yeah, she was just like, she basically said that whenever I see, like, a, you know, a list of people and it just so happens that, you know, there's such a flow to it, I honestly think that it's going to turn out successful. I like it. Yeah, I know. I was just like, that's cool. I never thought about it like that. But, yeah. They were warned, isn't it, at the start? It just kind of flowed, doesn't it? It does. It's interesting because they they were warned, like, but the, the producers were just like, you know, this is going to be a hit. And they were sent out for lunch or dinner because they're like, this is the last time you'll have freedom. And they didn't take it yeah. seriously, and it literally blew up. Like, yeah, I even when like you think about it though. It's like it's a very, very, very well thought out show, but also I think it comes down to the characters and the casting and keeping authentic to each character. Yeah, it's interesting, and just like their personalities are kind of like their characters. Like it was well cast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um yeah, that was one thing that my colleague pointed out. She's like, Whenever I see like a group of people come together and I see like how like alphabetically it all like ties in and I'm like, That is such a you know, interesting theory. It's just a theory. But mm. I was just like, Oh, okay. There you go. Very interesting. What are your favorite T V shows, James? 
yeah, we can go into that now instead of just um, superstition. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, um, though. I never saw it like that. Could be right. Yeah. Um, so my favorite, True Detective. Ooh. When that came out the first season, and we got to see Matthew McConaughey um, play that detective, um, Detective uh, was it Hart, I think it was. I just felt it was a character that was outside the norm for him, and it made it so engrossing. Like, I've never seen Matthew McConaughey act as that sort of person. I need to watch this. I've never seen it. More reserved, and it begins, and the detectives are questioning them. I know the first season of that is the best. It goes downhill. Sorry, (laughs) season two and season three. Like, I understand why they gave, obviously, a season two and season three with new characters and everything, but season one is the best season for me. Aww. He was in the prime of his acting career, I kind of feel, um, in the ability to be able to go to the show people and be like, actually, I don't want to play the character you want me to play. I want to play this character. Mm. And I found it very interesting, the, the whole dynamics um, you also have Woody Harrelson, and he's just great in it. I know that se- that series, the first season was great. I also love The Killing. Um, obviously, it's made in. Um, it was made partially in Vancouver, and Seattle, Washington State, but I'm not sure it was all filled there. But anyway, to cut a long story short, I just really liked how it played into the whole political spectrum. Um, a young girl goes missing, and then how close to home it kind of hits at the end of that, and then also what they did on it. I know it's just got a lot of things, and you know, obviously, in the current political landscape of today, of Free Britney movement where she went today to court to talk about her um, her father and the legal legalities of her father looking after her and how she has she can't have children because he's got a um, implanted something inside her so that she can't fall pregnant and it's know, shocking, really. It's interesting because I think, like, a lot of these shows, you know, are crime shows but and that, but I think it also has a real something to say about the entrapment of women in a lot of these situations and that we don't really have equality yet because we still have, you know, people being trafficked as sex slaves, especially women, and all that kind of stuff. So I think... I like the fact that they're bringing that to the surface and I do like shows that, you know, are that little bit darker because I do think it's good to shine light on it. Yeah. It was actually when I read that article, there's multiple articles about this and how Britney is just fighting for guts for this. Yeah, and men in positions of power abusing their power over women. It's just interesting that it's Britney, though. You wouldn't think it would be, like, someone known to the public eye. It would yeah. be someone on the sidelines that are suffering, and you get famous people highlighting it. This is, like, yeah. the real deal. This is, like, an American sweetheart sort of a... It's unbelievable. But, hey, yeah. if she's able to actually 
free herself and free others because of what she's going through. My hat goes yeah. off to her. It'll be interesting. Okay, and now to like obviously mix it up. Um, as a like a little kid, Power Rangers. Oh God, love that. <laughs> um, loved cartoons. Um, Captain Planet. He's a hero. Yeah, and then yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I guess most of the stories I've always connected to have been. This is also um, kind of funny. I've always liked villains in shows. Yeah, you have, actually. And I'm not... I think, like, there's something to the villain is that, like, they are kind of the plot device. Mm. They are the one who, if they didn't exist, the protagonist wouldn't have a reason to fight. Yeah, the victory at the end. So they're just as... They're just as much the opposition that kind of makes the TV show. It's kind of like um, I always liked Suits, and I'm never into, like, legal shows. I'm always like, I don't know, Vampire Diaries or some creative (laughs) Once Upon a Time. But that really, like, I liked the opposition, and, you know, even the good people were turning bad, and (laughs) it was actually... uh, Yeah, I do like... Yeah, yeah, I also like shows that make you think and give you a little bit more dynamic in that are the good guys the good guys and are the bad guys the bad guys or is it all makes you a think more complicated than that it's kind of like breaking bad like i went yeah. straight from breaking bad to the movies and i'm hooked i can they can bring another movie and i'll be the first one in the cinemas yeah i just love it that makes you think and makes your mind go an extra mile instead of like the collective thought yeah also i kind of love tv shows like the newsroom yeah how amazing to be able to watch a tv show i got you know mixed reviews but to watch a tv show that was talking about the events that were happening in the world and bringing them to like the spotlight you know months later to the world just being like you know this breaking news that breaking news and also stories that were kind of missed in the public eye and weren't really cast a shadow of, but they were like, no, this was an important moment in our history. I so do like let's that. let's bring it to light. I kind of really liked that. And I kind of liked how it kind of raised, you know... He's such a great writer, the writer of the West String, um, Aaron Sorkin, and um, he basically... He writes characters who are super smart, who are going to talk quickly, who are going to be very intelligent and have very intelligent conversations. And a lot of people, I feel, in, you know, TV and that uh, come from that essay kind of writing, keep things simple, stupid. Yeah. Make sure that your message is stupid for the masses, they can understand it. But I kind of think there's something to be said about doing the opposite, having mm. a character who speaks really quickly. Because if you are in a newsroom, you have to respond quickly to what's going on, to the footage that you're showing people. Yeah. The producer isn't going to be a person who speaks very slowly and goes, oh, this happens, this happens. The person's going to be very quick, very 
concise, very direct, very to the point. Yeah. And succinct and educated. Um, so I kind of liked the fact that you had, um, you know, a female producer in the role. You had a male. Uh, <laughs> and they all had different political opinions and, you know, positions, even though it was more left-leaning. But the main character at the end of the day, I felt, was very much a centred kind of person who was arguing both sides of the argument, could see what both sides of the political situation were getting at and being like, can we move on from this? Can we, you know, he was asking the tough questions that I don't think Americans were asking themselves. It's like, how can America be better? Because I like it. At, that's the opening scene. Is he's like the that blonde guy, like, isn't why it? Is America, the yeah. greatest country in the world. And he's like, well, why do we have the most incarceration? You're trying to say that we're the greatest country in the world. We've got the most incarcerations of people on earth. I remember when that came out and it hit YouTube. It went viral. Do you remember? Because we were yeah. all like, whoa! In in he's in that lecture theater, isn't it? On stage. Yeah. And he, like, shuts that guy down. <laughs> yeah, so and good. then also he's, um, who ends up being his um, news producer and um, love interest writes on the placards and she, she's like, it can be great again. And it's very interesting because obviously Donald Trump campaigned with Make America Great Again. Mm. So I think there was that consciousness level on a, a nation as much as much as you want to have pride in your nation, but you got to also realise that there's times when you can be better. It's just like what you've got is great, but why not strive for something more? Yeah, if you can you do know, better, you yeah. must do better. Don't do yourself a disjustice, disjustice because... You never know what don't the get re complacent, yeah. Yeah, you don't know what the repercussions of that is to another person as well. Yeah. It's you know? just like, you know, have visions for the future. I feel like we are becoming a complacent society. It's like we have we've never had such a, you know, great access to, you know, all these different types of food in the world, all this kind of stuff, like the ease of like being able to get from A to B. Technology, because, all of it. Yeah, yeah, technology. And it's just like we've got all this stuff at our fingertips, but at the same time, it's just like are we becoming complacent and are we becoming too dependent upon these things? Mm. And it also comes back to TV. What I wanted to touch on lastly was about there actually are studies that TV actually is a precursor of um, dementia and Alzheimer's. Insane, isn't it? And they were saying that too much screen time is actually detrimental. Mm. This is why it's good for, like, phones. Like, all Android and Apple phones have that thing where you can actually look at how much you delegate your time when you're looking at the screen as well, what app, and then how much yeah. screen time. It's actually mine's at a disastrous level. I need to yeah. pull back. I think, like, the biggest thing that I wanted to touch on before we leave is, like, it's great that these people are living out these amazing stories and making us think and making us engage or making us escape. Like, a lot of 
this stuff is escapism, you know, we're seeing other people's lives, especially on reality TV. I think yeah. the most important thing too about it is what we always say on our show is the balance. Yeah. It's always the you balance. You can't watch too many shows. You can't. There's so many shows out there. You could become <laughs> such an addict to just watching TV, TV, TV. And, like, great, if that makes you happy, do that all you want. But research shows that it's the main, you know, contributor to Alzheimer's and dementia. It's um, the balance. So I think what I'm trying to say is moderation. Moderation. Everything in moderation. I like that. I like that a lot. I have like a never ending list of TV shows and I go to start and I think the last one I successfully watched was actually Enola Holmes. The rest I've just been, oh yeah, I've seen this before. Let's just watch my favorite parts. I also, yeah, I also find that myself, it's harder for me nowadays to watch a series. Yes. We're at that age, isn't it? I think it's also at the age where I'm like, is this worth my time? Am I connecting to it? Yeah. Because if I'm not connecting to it, I don't want to waste my time because my time is precious. You know, precious. And it's just kind of like you watch something and you're forming judgments, you're forming opinions. I feel like as the older you get, yeah. <laughs> the more you kind of come to this realization. My time is precious. Like, don't waste yeah, it. Get it done. On this earth for, you know, a third of my life. And do I want to be spending it right now watching this? Yeah, watching crap or watching yeah. or anything. If you're able to draw something from anything, go for it. But I agree, moderation indeed. Yeah. All right, James. I really like series that are short. Yeah. And sometimes I really think, why did we have another season? Oh, I know. You just wanted to make money, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, 30 minutes on the dot. TV shows. Go for it. If you were to list 10, can, go, James. You can recommend some, and I'll test them out, because at the moment, a lot of people recommend me TV shows, and I just cannot get into them. I've been trying to watch Umbrella Academy for how freaking long. I can't get into it. I've never even tried. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, I come home, I eat, I relax. I need something that makes me laugh. I'm in that phase of my life. Where back yeah. in the day, I was in the, let's That's watch not. Game of Thrones. That. I can yeah. wait. Can, I'm dying to watch it. And now I can't do that anymore. But even with Game of Thrones, I felt like I came to that series and... I feel like where it finished and where it ended up and, like, the whole journey there, was it worth it? I need the book. He's like, wait for the book. So I'm waiting for the book because that ended. He could be waiting forever. The, um, yeah, he could be gone and still waiting, but fingers crossed, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it yeah. was just um, the greatest show of all time with the shittest ending, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Let's just say that. I'm positive and I'm hopeful that there's he'll be able to explain. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Like it's yeah. the anticipation to have the greatest ending that screwed it as well, so Yeah. It was that expectation. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'm keen. Yeah. It's the one book I will actually take the time off and read. Oh, one Hill I loved because of the yes. music. 
Oh my god, James. Yeah, you and One Tree Hill. It's like second nature. Moments. Yeah. It's so dramatic. It's the most dramatic. Up <laughs> and down. All time. I agree. It's so emo. But damn, those moments and then those really sad moments were really highlighted. Like, it was great it was of its very time. Emo. Yeah. I agree. Okay, well. They're all right, James. <laughs> Is that half an hour? That's half an hour, indeed. Yeah, I thought so. Boom. All right. Mm. Thank you so good. much for listening to our loyal listeners. We love you. Um, let us know what you would like to listen to next um, in terms of topics. Remember to like us on Facebook um, and also like and comment on our Instagram. We're on YouTube, yeah. so check us out. Yeah. And I'll see you next week, James. I'll see you then. Bye. Have a good one.